Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Welcome to Israel and You. And today, as we have the last two weeks, we're talking about the importance of Holocaust education. And today we're going to speak with a good friend of mine, Diane McNeil from the Unknown Child Foundation. And before we talk to Diana, I want to read the statistics that I've been reading to you the last couple weeks and why it's so important that we change the narrative that, that uh, often there's Holocaust deniers today saying that it, that it never happened. And for a lot of reasons... Uh, one of which we're just simply not teaching about the Holocaust anymore in, in uh, uh, primary school, secondary school, and in higher education, both Christian and private and, and secular schools, public schools. So a recent survey in 2020, September, the Conference on Jewish Material Claims Against Germany released the U.S. Millennial Holocaust Knowledge and Awareness Survey a 50-state survey examining Holocaust awareness among millennials and Generation Z, the first of its kind, and here are just a few of the findings. 63% of millennials, that's uh, 18-year-olds to 29-year-olds, 63% do not know that 6 million Jews were murdered in the Holocaust. 59% of those surveyed believed another Holocaust is possible. 48% could not name one of the 40,000 40, concentration camps or ghettos developed during the Holocaust. 58% could not define the meaning of the name Auschwitz. 11% overall believed Jews were responsible for causing the Holocaust. In New York State, for example, 19% believed Jews caused the Holocaust. 49% of those surveyed believe uh, have viewed Holocaust denial posts on social media. 30% of those surveyed described seeing Nazi propaganda on social media or in their community. In Nevada, the score was 70%, and in New York State, it was 67%. A hopeful finding in the survey found that 80% of the respondents believe Holocaust education must be prioritized to prevent another Holocaust from happening. And so that's the positive news that, that uh, young people today are saying, we, we want education. And we know that if we're not uh, brought to an awareness of what took place during the Holocaust, another Holocaust could happen. And so that's why it's so important that we teach Holocaust studies in public school and in Christian schools because it's so needed. We, we don't want to ever see something like this happen again. So we're going to talk to Diane McNeil today, and in 1975, as a young wife and mother, Diane had a life-changing encounter that revealed God's love for both Jews and Christians. A life of prayer for Jewish-Christian relations ensued, and in 1997, McNeil was told by a Jewish friend that it was time for Christians to start blessing Jews and presented a challenge for Christians to remember Israel's upcoming 50th birthday as a nation. A group of area Christians organized Christian Friends of Israel, Memphis, and purchased an Israeli Red Cross ambulance uh, as a present for the Memphis and Mid-South Jewish community at their 50th celebration, and then they shipped the ambulance 
to the state of Israel. In 2000, uh, this same group hosted a month-long Holocaust exhibit, The Remembering, commemorating Yom HaShoah. The exhibit was free to the public, but donations were accepted. At month's end, there was money to pay passage for over 70 Russian Jews to make Aliyah to Israel. Uh, Diane McNeil served on the board of Memphis Friends of Israel for over five years. In 2009, Susan Powell, Melissa Schwartz, Wheeler, and McNeil began the Pennies Project by challenging Horn Lake Middle School students to collect, listen to this, 1.5 million pennies, one for each child who perished in the Holocaust. 2014, the Unknown Child Foundation was formed, and Diane McNeil has authored two books on Jewish-Christian relations. So, Diane, welcome to Israel and you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. So I'm so thankful for you and your husband and, and all that you do in educating uh, children about the 1.5 million children who perished in the Holocaust. So, Diane, just tell us your story. Maybe begin with you know how all this started. Maybe begin with the Pennies Project and then bring us up to date about the Unknown Child Foundation. Okay. Um I loved your introduction, and what you said about the Pennies Project was all correct. And those pennies are in storage. We have all one and a half million, wow. and um, they weigh over four tons. We just oh never goodness. dreamed that it was that kind of volume of pennies. And, and, you know, I, I could tear up right now just thinking about that all of those pennies, and just each one representing one child. And you're talking about Holocaust education. These students that did all of this, their lives were changed, were changed forever. And there was a group of homeschool students that joined us uh, our second year after we formed, and those students were still are involved. But we... We uh, had a sculptor from Israel, Rick Winnicky, who made a sculpture of the unknown child in the ovens of Auschwitz. And that's mm. going to be the center of all of these pennies when we create our permanent memorial. But the sculptor, Rick Winnicky, he made 10 uh, small versions of that, and they're signed and numbered. And we sell each one of those for $25,000 each. Well, the first one was bought by those students, those homeschooled students, and there probably weren't any more than 12 students, but they worked their little selves silly, raising all of this money, and they bought one of those maquettes, and they gave, them, gave it to Jack Cohen, who was a Holocaust survivor locally, wow. and that wow. was their gift to him. Uh, Baptist Memorial Hospital bought one also and gave it to Hadassah Hospital in Jerusalem. So mm. I guess I'm saying that ours is, is um, educating the heart of the Christian particularly and then getting them to get involved. If you ever realize how much God loves the Jewish people, and he loves the Christians the same way. And there should never be this divide. The divide is what the problem is. And so that's really our education is, 
is is just bringing the Jews and the Christians together to love on each other, and mostly for the Jews to really exhibit their love for them in ways that cost us money. Um, when we did that, um, the ambulance, mm-hmm. I was I, I was leaving a house and I was coming home and I was driving and I was crying because we had already gone to the Jewish Community Center and told them that we were buying them an ambulance and we didn't have a dime. And so as I was passing that that, um, synagogue and I was crying and I was praying with everything in me and I saw three booklets in the road in front of that synagogue. And I stopped and I got the booklets and what they were were booklets that the Jewish people had made, and it was memorials to people that had died, their relatives, their parents, their whatever. It was memorials. And I was sitting there looking at that, and and the first was full gold page and full blue page, half blue page, quarter blue page, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, oh, my goodness, they raised money with this, and this is how God wants us to raise money. So I took that back to our little committee, and I said, y'all, we're going to sell booklets just like this, gold pages, uh, $1,000, full blue pages, 500 and so on and so forth, break it down. And it's going to be Christians sending tributes to Jewish friends. And we made more than enough money to buy that Israeli Red Cross ambulance. I'm just telling you, God loves Christians loving the Jewish people. That's so true. And, you know, I may have even ridden in that ambulance because one of my first trips to Israel, Diane, back in, uh, I think it was 2002, during the Intifada, my wife, who's a nurse, uh, she traveled with me. And a friend of mine named Israel Stefanski was one of the founders uh, of an organization called Zaka Israel that was um, going to all the bomb blasts, the suicide bombings, And uh, it's very important for a Jewish uh, person when they pass away to be, you know, buried with with their blood. And so um, Zaka Israel would go and they would sort of put people back together, the bodies that had been blown apart in these terrible suicide attacks. And so uh, we got to the airport and my friends Israel Stefanski picked us up in a, a Israeli... It's in America, we'd call it Red Cross, but in Israel it's called, uh, and you know this, uh, Magain Adom, right? The, that's the ambulance that you purchased uh, for that organization. And so my first trip to Israel, Dan, I rode around in a uh, Magain David Adom ambulance. So maybe, maybe it was one of the ambulances you purchased. So that was an, that was an amazing time, you know, to see the, the terror and what terror does to the Jewish people. And, and so thank you so much for, for all your work. And tell us, how did the Penny Project, I mean, how did that, you know, get into your heart and your soul to, to want to collect 1.5 million pennies, four tons of pennies to commemorate the 1.5 million children that perished in the Holocaust? How, how did that all start? Well, Susan Powell uh, was teaching in a um, a school that's got a lot of underprivileged students in it. And she realized that most of them had never heard of the Holocaust, didn't even mm. know what it was. 
and that was just breaking her heart. And so she called a rabbi in Memphis, and she said, I want to have a Holocaust survivor to come and speak. And he said, well, you need to talk to Diane McNeil. And this rabbi, he's a Messianic rabbi, this rabbi is the one who said to me, uh, back when we did the ambulance, he said, Diane, it's time for Christians to start blessing Jews, and God told me to call you. And so mm. it's like God's never let me go from this. And so anyway, he gave her my name and number, and, and she contacted me, and we just kept emailing, and she said, I want a project. And we had already done the month-long project where we got the 70 Russian Jews uh, out of uh, Russia. And so... We told the story about the children of the Holocaust in that project. And I said, well, I I may have an idea. So we met, and I told them about what we did, and they loved it. And I said, there is something that is free. And if you want to give them something to do so that they know what one and a half million is, because I wanted to see it myself. I want to see what one and a half million looks like. And so I said, you need to give them a project so they can see what a million and a half looks like. And I said, get them to collect pennies. They're Hmm. free. People give them to you. Uh, (laughs) But the problem is when you're collecting pennies and they pull in that reach in their pocket and they pull out five dollars worth of change they give you their seven pennies <laughs> but anyway, right. it took a long time to get a million it took three and a half years to get a wow. million and a half pennies and Amazing. um so but but during all of that time while they're collecting pennies they're learning about the children of the holocaust Mm-hmm. And those children were all changed. And let me tell you what this is going to do. Those children, those one and a half million children, never had a chance to change the world. They never had a chance to have their stage and have their say. And we are going to give them, we have a, uh, an architect locally who has created this incredible design. It's It's a Star of David, which is huge, several stories high, because it's going to take that to hold all the pennies. Wow. Don, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I want you to finish this story of how you collected 1.5 million pennies to commemorate the, the children that were lost and perished in the Holocaust. When we come back from the break, we're going to continue to talk with our good friend, Diane McNeil from the Unknown Child Foundation. See you in just a minute. Hi, I'm Aaron Free, President of Israel Team Advocates. And there's an alarming decline today in the support of Israel among U.S. evangelical millennials ages 18 to 29. A May 2021 survey administered by the Barna Group shows that between 2018 and 2021, favorable support for Israel has been cut in half from 75% to 35% among evangelical millennials in the United States. If this trend continues, evangelicalism will be anti-Israel in just a few short years. And remember that young Christians today will be the leaders of tomorrow. Israel team recently conducted interviews with students at a major evangelical university concerning their understanding of the Holocaust. The answers were troubling. To the first question, what was the Holocaust? Half of the students did not know. 
To the second question, who was Adolf Hitler, again, only half of the students had knowledge enough to connect him to the Jewish genocide. In the remaining questions, we found a surprising, breathtaking, really, lack of historical understanding of the murder of six million Jews during the Holocaust. This example is indicative of a much larger problem. The study of the Holocaust is not prioritized in Christian primary, secondary, and higher education. And there's so much more that we can do. You can help Israel Team today by going to israelteam.org and clicking the donate button and your tax-deductible gift today will help us in pushing back against this growing narrative of anti-Israelism within the evangelical millennial community. So go to israelteam.org and stand with us today. We're building a bridge for the coming generation, and it's so important that we build that bridge. So help us today at israelteam.org. That's israelteam.org. This is Israel in You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Welcome back to Israel in You, and we're speaking today with Diane McNeil, president of the Unknown Child Foundation. And Diane is telling us this beautiful story of, of collecting four tons of pennies, 1.5 million pennies, to commemorate the children that perished in the Holocaust. So, Diana, sorry to interrupt you there at the end of the uh, segment, but uh, continue to tell us your story about um, how you how you collected this and the architect that you were involved with. Yes, his his name is Doug Thornton, and he has created this design of massive Star of David walls, and all of these children will be on the Star of David walls, and when people come in. They will be the educators. Those children will be, we will have their stories up in places, and as, as we progress, more stories, but they're going to be the educators. They are going to tell their story. They're going to change the world, and when the world sees this, I just have to believe that people are going to take notice that if this happened to little innocent children, it can happen again. And you had one story on one of your podcasts, I hope I've got time for this, um, about um, Elie Wiesel, and he watched three people die. Two of them were grown-ups. One was a child that he had to watch, and watching that child being hanged with those two adults absolutely uh, penetrated him, and he never got over it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to tell these children's stories or let them tell their own stories. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, you know, the interesting thing is, and I know you're doing what you're doing because of this. A a lot of times people, you know, talk about how people were lost in the Holocaust. They talk about, you know, the gas chambers and the, the horror of the death camps. But what you're talking about, Diane, is what was lost and I know our, our mutual friend, uh, Dr. Marlene Yahalom, that you're uh, involved with in, in the Holocaust education. She's the U.S. Director of Holocaust Education for Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Memorial in Jerusalem. And she always talks about what was lost. And, and when you think about it, 1.5 million children. I mean, think about the generations of families that would have uh, been birthed and grown had not 1.5 million little children perished. 
So tell us after the after the Pennies Project, now you have the Unknown Child Foundation, and I know you have an exhibit. Tell tell us about that. Uh, we do have an exhibit in Hernando, Mississippi, and uh, it's in the uh, DeSoto County Museum in downtown Hernando, one eleven East Commerce Street, and it's free, and you get to see. Uh, just you get to see the life-size sculpture that Rick Winnicky created surrounded by a wall of pennies. But when you look at that wall of pennies, it is overwhelming, and you look at it, and that is less than 2% of the 1.5 million that will be shown. And those are not the original pennies the children collected. So would love to invite people to come if they want to, to the DeSoto County Museum in Hernando, Mississippi. Uh, how many children were involved in collecting the, the pennies? Uh, probably fewer than 100. Wow. It's amazing just how it just takes a few people, you know, to make a difference yeah. and to make a change. And um, so, Diane, in your heart of hearts, what, tell us some of the changes you've seen as as people go through the the memorial, as as people see the the pennies, what what's some significant changes you've seen in the hearts of students? Um, you know, I witnessed. We had the students at a, a local mall, and it had a little river, and they were going to get in the river and collect all the coins. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a Hispanic student. And he was being interviewed by the TV host, and he said, what does this mean to you? What, tell us in your words what this means to you. And he told his own story, and he didn't know it, but we saw it in him. He said, you know, sometimes you feel like a wadded-up piece of paper on the street, and people step right over you. And he said, that's what we saw people doing with these pennies, stepping over pennies. And he said, we never step over a penny any longer. So, mm. I mean, I saw him. It just it turned him inside out. And, and we've seen this over and over in so many of the students, adults. I mean, I've seen adults changed drastically when they start blessing Israel. It's so true. And, you know, when you think about it, we were recently at a, a college campus and we did uh, interviews with students and we had permission to be on the campus. And, and this was a Christian college, probably about 10,000 students. And we interviewed students. And the first question was, what was the Holocaust? And half of the students we interviewed did not know. And then we asked, um, who was Adolf Hitler? Half the students did not know who he was. One even said, I think he was a, a general in the Civil War. I mean, think about that. So <clears throat> somewhere there's been a disconnect in, in our uh, public education, our private education, our Christian education. And for Christians, we need to understand how Germany, a Christian nation, I mean, the majority of Germans were Catholics or Protestants, probably about 90% were church-going you know, God-fearing people, but somehow they embraced the tyranny of uh, Christian nationalism that they wanted to, 
you know, come out against the Jews. They were frightened about Judaism and they uh, became revengeful against the Jewish people living in Germany. And suddenly they became Hitler's willing executioners. And if, if the church had not been involved in the Holocaust, it would have never happened because Hitler could not have acted alone. And so the church, for the most part, uh, either supported it or was very indifferent uh, to the, the destruction of the Jewish communities. And the night of Kristallnacht, uh, the night of the burning glass, uh, what mm-hmm. really happened was uh, synagogues were burned down and Jewish uh, holy books were burned. So what Hitler was trying to do was you know, wipe out uh, Judaism uh, completely from Germany and then by murdering six million Jews, uh, he was trying to annihilate the entire race. So, you know, thank God for what you're doing, for, you know, bringing us into remembrance. And tell us some ways that we can get involved with, with you at the Unknown Child Foundation, how we can contact you if someone wants to, you know, find out more about what you do, Diane. You know, my whole thing is, it is time, but the same thing that rabbi told me, it's time for Christians to start blessing Jews. And I guess this just came to me, I guess if there's anything, 18 in Hebrew means life, what these children were denied. And there is on our website, unknownchild.org, there is a place that you can go and give an $18 donation and remember one of the children that died in the Holocaust. You can also do it as a dedication to somebody. So you can remember a child that died, and then choose a Jewish person. Choose a Jewish person that you know, a neighbor, your doctor, your lawyer, your accountant, and honor him. So it is time for Christians to start blessing Jews. That's what I propose. That is, that is really amazing. You know, it's, <clears throat> I love it when you say that because um, so many Christians are confused about Genesis 12. And it says, uh, God says to Abraham, whoever blesses you, I will bless. Uh, and ever, whoever curses you, I will curse. And so people interpret that verse and they'll say, whoever blesses Israel, I will bless. But you know, at that time in Genesis 12, 3, there was not a nation of Israel. There was only a promise that Abraham and his seed would become a great nation. And so when we say, whoever blesses Israel, I will bless, when God says to Abraham, whoever blesses you, I will bless, he's speaking about a person, not just a land, not just a nation. And so it's, it's all-encompassing. Yes, we bless the state of Israel, we bless the land of Israel, but ultimately God is calling us to bless the people of Israel, yeah. to bless the Jewish people. And mm-hmm. I know for some people they'll they'll support the state of Israel, but they, they don't have a great affinity for Jews. So I, I thank you for what you're doing in Jewish-Christian relations. It's remarkable, Diane. And if you want to reach out to Diane, just go to the website. Um, Unknown Child Foundation, is it .org? No, no foundation, unknownchild.org. Okay. Unknownchild.org, and reach out to Diane and get involved in what she is doing. Remarkable woman, and we'll see you next time on Israel and You.